Hey there, I'm Candace Sampson, and you're listening to What She Said right here on 105.9 The Region. Thanks so much for joining us. I have invited Amber Pay to join me in studio again. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you because... I need somebody to talk these about these things without loud. So Another dilemma? Yeah. I, well, I got it's you. A, it's not just a dilemma so much, but did you hear recently that Nordstrom has announced that you can now shop and drink alcoholic beverages in its Toronto stores? <laughs> no, I had not heard that. Right? So I'm thinking about this and I think, okay, well, you know, I've I've drunk shop before. Have you? You haven't? Never. No, Never. stop. But I should because I hate shopping. <laughs> so no. Maybe if I had a little bit. No, like I love when drunk Candace sends sober Candace a gift. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> like the Amazon package arrives and you go, wow, wow. that is epic. I did. I drunk shopper <laughs> right? online. Online, okay. totally. All right. Okay, but, I feel you. But you know, I, I go down a little bit of a wormhole on these things, so I I, I had to look. You know, am I am I alone? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I am so. not. Because how 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 big of money do you think is spent in this? A night. Or in general? Mm, in general. I'm going to say millions. It's a $45 billion, a billion? Dollar industry. Drunk shopping is a $45 billion industry. So are you talking about in the store or online? Online. But, you know, now I'm thinking, well, of course the stores want in on this, right? When you find out there's $45 billion being spent, that, right? As long as you have somebody who's not drinking, you have a designated driver. Yes. That's okay. But I want to know where this ends because... Today it's Nordstrom, and then tomorrow it's Walmart. There's going to be a That's lot. That's dangerous. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people falling over in in the dressing rooms. I would imagine, <laughs> or running into each other with cars. Trying to, like <laughs> jump and put your foot in. Honestly, yeah. I just think of it. That uh, is funny. So I just I'm going to throw this up on the Facebook page, and I want to see what people think because is drinking alcohol while shopping in the stores a good idea? Let's try it. Yay or nay? Let's find out. All right. I don't know about you, but I am I am totally on the ledge when it comes to this coronavirus. So Dr. Dina Kulik is joining us to talk us off the ledge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the lovely Dyla Rostomova from Divine Studio Creations will be here to share some embroidery therapy with us. Um, I did a little research on this beforehand. Did you know embroidery was used as a form of therapy for shell-shocked soldiers? I didn't, but I believe it. Right? It's, yeah, it's a therapeutic pursuit. I imagine. It really yeah. is. Uh, so Ann Brody is here as always, and uh, we're talking about the beebs. Mustache? Mm, or no, no mustache? No, just the beebs in general. And I'm a believer. Are you? I'm a total believer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be talking about him. I've got two moms joining me to share about their children's horrific experience with pandas, and that's oh. not the bear. So uh, it's a pediatric disorder that is on the rise and that parents need to know about. Okay. I I need to know about it, too. Yes. Finally, women are in the driver's seat when it comes to buying cars, and Vic Gulati from Maple Honda will be popping in to share some interesting facts you need to know before you hit the dealership. Vic is a great guy. Good guy. Okay. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So, let's get... A a Meridian 5-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage.
Dr. Dina Kulik is the founder and director of the Kid Crew Pediatrics Medical Clinic and works as an emergency medicine physician at the Hospital for Sick Children. She is joining us today to discuss the coronavirus, which is top of mind, I think, for a lot of us. And you have been fielding thousands of questions. Welcome to the show. So it's hard not to be confused about this virus. We are simultaneously seeing images of cities being shut down in China. They're building 2,000-bed hospitals, uh, and the media is throwing up maps of it spreading around the globe. And then on the other side, our, our government is saying, we won't see that kind of thing happen here. So how worried should we be? I think we should be cautious. We should be vigilant, but I don't think we need to be you know, in a state of panic. And, you know, there's a lot of, I think, some fear mongering that I saw online over the weekend. And you're right, I fielded what must have been thousands of questions over the weekend from uh, very worried families and parents. I think we should be vigilant. You know, the right now, there's coronavirus that might be in our back door. I mean, there's been one case in Canada so far in Toronto, which, by the way, was handled beautifully, despite what people are saying on social media. The patient was picked up by EMS. Everyone was wearing full you know, gear with masks and, and face masks and um, body gear, we call PPE. They were, they were already donning that from the eMERGE. Same thing. Everyone greeted this patient with all the, you know, best safety measures. The patient was admitted with isolation. This patient came in no contact with anyone um, that wasn't wearing masks, et cetera, from the, the moment this person was picked up. So the, the, the goal, news. of course. Yeah, I just saw the news this yeah. morning that his wife has been admitted, but she put herself in self-isolation, which is, again, hooray, can't, you know, handled so well. A hundred percent. That's exactly right. I mean, and all the, all the people that were also on the plane with this individual who had returned from China, where all the cases have, have been originating, by the way, there hasn't been anyone that, that I'm aware of to date um, that has gotten the virus from a person who had traveled. So everyone has been in China, they got the virus in China, we should be somewhat reassured that thus far, no one else has um, gotten sick from the people who had been in China, which is very different than SARS, right, where people were passing on to all sorts of people around them before they were detected. So I think early identification, early isolation, everyone surrounding these people being very cautious and wearing all the appropriate gear um, hopefully will prevent the transmission. What is going around much, much more than coronavirus, though, is influenza, in particular influenza A. And this can cause significant illness. This can cause death. People die every year. Thousands of people die every year from influenza. So if we're going to be so worried about coronavirus, and we should be, again, we should be vigilant. We should be making sure that we're avoiding people that are sick. We should stay home if we're sick. We should be washing our hands. We should be you know, um, you know, coughing into your elbow, you know, keeping really good hand hygiene, getting enough sleep, eating well, all the normal things. These things will also help prevent against coronavirus, which for most people, luckily, is very much a benign illness, like a common cold. So just what I just said, so if we can assume that if the coronavirus starts to spread here, uh, prevention of, of getting it is similar to any virus, really. Right. So far, that's what we believe. Yes, that is just a simple respiratory virus that, yes, can make people very sick and has caused deaths. Very unfortunately, you know, it's tragic. But prevention is absolutely key. Do masks help? We yeah. think so. So the recommendation at this time, like, you know, I've been in the office and I'm, I've got my trusty mask here that I wear. As soon as I leave my office here, I'll be, I'll be putting on my mask again and all my staff are wearing masks. Okay. We, we do think that a simple face mask 
can be preventive. Whereas with SARS, people were wearing fancier masks called N95 masks. So far, these seem to be what is working and uh, what people recommend. Of course, in hospital, we're wearing the N95s. But, you know, do I think everyone needs to be wearing masks right now? I don't. I I don't think you need to be so scared. We think the incubation period is a week up to two weeks, meaning if a patient is sick now, the next person that got it from them might not show symptoms for two weeks. So again, remain vigilant, keep your hands clean, do normal viral stuff. But the much more likely threat at the moment is influenza A. Okay. Okay. So news outlets tend to go for the sensationalist headlines. So where do you think is the best place for worried Canadians to get information about coronavirus from and to stay informed without panicking? Of course. Uh, Of course. Of course. So CDC is a great website. Canada.ca has has up-to-date information. Public health, um, whether it's Ontario or Canada, has up-to-date information. And, uh, and then, yeah, of course, you know, credible sources uh, like myself, I share lots of information kind of as it happens on my Instagram feed, on my website, drdina.ca. But certainly there's lots of governmental websites as well that are providing up-to-date information. Okay, awesome. So you wrote a blog post about this. And so people can go to drdina.ca to read about that. And thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, great information as always. And I really appreciate you taking the time. And now you're going to go answer more questions, I'm sure, today about it. Lots more patients to see. Yes, let's let's keep all of our families and kids safe. Um, you know, hand hygiene goes a long way. Awesome. Thank you so much. tell you about my friend Alfred. Alfred has truly revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You see, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services are here to help. They include wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your garments off with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA, and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more today at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code What She Said. Looking for a better brunch? We found it for you at Draco Restaurant, inside the spectacular brand-new Toronto Marriott Markham on Enterprise Boulevard. All your delicious brunch favorites, plus signature cocktails, every Sunday from 10 till 2. Take our word for it. You'll love the space and you'll love the food. It's easy to reserve now on opentable.ca or call 905-489-1400. Elevate your brunch Sundays at Draco. now is Dyla Rustamova. She's the owner and founder of Divine Studio Creations, which special, specializes in custom sewing and embroidery services. Welcome to What She Said, Dyla. Thank you for having me. Hello. I'm so excited to have you here. So you're located in Aurora and have been involved in different sewing and embroidery projects for more than a decade. What inspired you to start this? Yeah, when I was pregnant, I was looking for a place where I can get embroidered you know, my little baby girl's uh, baby assembles um, to customize her pillows in her room. 
And mind you, I couldn't find anybody except a couple of embroidery shops commercialized. But they only work in certain projects. And that idea was born, like I said, why don't I offer myself to my community? And people in my circle were interested as well to get their, you know, personalized and customized products done. It's whether baby or wedding or any anniversary you have. It really doesn't matter. But then that's how it was born. I was so excited. You know, embroidered items are such a lovely uh keepsake and gift really to hold on to for years and years aren't they yes it is it's very cute and very personalized you know people love personalized and customized products right so how long have you been running the business side of this so i started last year okay it's fairly new to our community and it looks like everybody's is excited and they are supporting me within my community york region you know going bigger even in toronto oh amazing amazing so you take simple everyday objects and turn them into something a little more personal for people. So give me an example of what that would look like. Like What kind of objects? Yes, for sure. Getting into like even something very simple like an apron in the kitchen, you can customize it with, you know, beautiful uh, adding messages or um, any alphabet letters like initials, a cute, you know, uh, a flower. You can make it just a personalized and beautiful product or even for a baby shower, uh, a baby pillows, you know, customized, personalized with a baby name on it. Mm-hmm. It makes it so much different. Right. My When I got married, my bridesmaids gave me um, a hand-embroidered uh, handkerchief for my purse. Oh, those are so cute. Right? And it's just such yes. a really lovely... Keeps, I mean, I'm not married anymore, but I do really I do really like that hanky. <laughs> yeah. I kept the hanky, lost the husband. Okay, so uh, what, uh, what makes Divine Studio Creations different then? I call it as a one-stop shop, whether it's for your business or for your personal, you know, event. So it's it's very diverse. Right. The projects I do is very diverse. It's not only one thing I do. So I think people probably go, oh, like, you know, this is great for like baby showers and weddings, very personal things. But you are also sort of taking on the corporate side of things. Yeah, I'm in, moving into corporate stuff as well. And uh, I've done uh, a, a couple of uniforms that really loved, loved by people. And uh, right now I'm getting into, you know, bakery shops and flower uh, shops. Right. They work with wedding um, organizational. And it's very going, I I assumed it, it was kind of going into the right direction. But then I changed into something bigger. Right. Right now, corporates are uh, contacting me for their uniforms. Well, it's actually a a very unique way to brand your business, right? Um, So it it would be a beautiful design to have on a uniform. Or do you do hats as well, that kind of thing? Yeah, it's branded with your logo. If you go to any corporate expo shows, you know, it's all uh, designed with your logo. And also, I do customized shelves, you know, when you have your bigger items to carry to any events. Okay. Everything would have your logo and it's measured, it's customized. I make them. Okay. And um, with different fabrics, customized, personalized. I mean, you cannot go wrong with it. So you're obviously a very um, creative person because you also love painting and crafting and you have a blog. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do write blogs on my website. It's divinestudiocreations.com. I've done a couple of blogs on step-by-step how to create your pencil case how to create your own inspirational art wall. And those are... 
those are so like interesting for me to create. And at the same time, I enjoy creating them. Right. Right. It's the whole creative process, really, from, sure. from start to finish. You're, you're recording it, you're writing it, you're, everything, right? Yeah, so, I'm editing it, everything. Exactly. Yeah. And so you also, you're like super busy. You also run embroidery masterclasses. Yes, I do. Recently, I had one in Toronto, one of the community centers that is located up uh, closer to uh, Young and Steels. And I had uh, a beautiful turnaround. My students... We had around two hours class, and on the spot, uh, they brought towels and aprons, and we created an image, and we embroidered it on the spot. Oh, so you so you drew and your own image and 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 just, the images I had it ready. I okay. brought it with me, and then my students get to choose which image they want, and that's how we go on the machine and we put the item on the machine and then we embroider it. So I'm I'm you know I'm super nerdy and, and I knew you were coming on and I want to know more about embroidery. So I went on and read all this stuff. And yeah. I, do you know? <laughs> I, you know, this is like my fun little embroidery fact. Did you know that they actually, in the First World War, soldiers used to do embroidery to help them recover from shell shock? Uh huh. So they used it as a form of therapy. It is, yeah. It, it used because when I have my master classes, my students give me feedback and they always tell me, oh, this is so relaxing. Right. So imagine it would be like knitting and crocheting, you know, th- something that you do at home that's calming and repetitive, you know, sure. and, you, and you're creating something. Yeah, so, it, it's such an amazing uh, process to go through. You know, you start with a flower and you finish with a complete design. And just by looking at it, you're spending time, you enjoy it so much. It, it, it's also a, a stress release for some people too. Oh, of course. Yeah, I think, I think that's so great. I love that. So you went to school for business management and marketing. Uh, so when you were starting up your business, that must have come in very handy, sort of looking at the big picture now of how to market this product for sure theory part of it helped a lot and also practical of it um it's you know all about research and all about research coming up with a solid plan and executing the plan and um by going out you know representing the company first of all it was kind of different for me to go out of my comfort zone but however, once you master that skill, it's going to become a habit, you know, representing your company, creating a solid relationship, right. connections with people. Well, it sounds like you've got all aspects of the business covered. You have, you know, the, the business itself, and then you're, uh, you're obviously teaching, and then you've got the social aspect of it covered, you know, on your blog, and, yes. and you have social channels. You have Instagram and Facebook as well. Yes, I do have my uh, social media platforms running. Instagram, my page, it's at Divine Studio Creations, all my sample work are there and um, my customers or my potential clients can get uh, you know introduced I can my, uh, introduce my projects there if they're interested they contact me there as well okay okay so what are you working on right now right now I'm working on a, a bakery uniform they are located in New York region and I'm gonna put up their information soon up on my blog and my Instagram. I'm creating the aprons, uh, logos, I'm digitizing them, and table covers, you name it. I'm making a set for them. And also, on the other side, I'm working on a birthday outfit for twins. Oh, that's so so cute. cute. Yes, I'm enjoying those. 
I hope people share the pictures with you that you can share them on social because that is so cute. Yes, they do. They do uh, share with their, you know, pictures and feedback I get usually. And it makes me so happy because my customer, you know, it brings a smile to my customer's face. And that's one of those things that you put away. Um, You know, I have my daughter's uh, dress that she wore for her first birthday. You know, I have it it put away. And every once in a while, I like to pull it out and go, oh. Yeah, so, so they grow so yeah, so fast. Yes, that's yeah. so great. So, where can people go to see your designs and get in touch with you? Okay, so I have a website. It's divinestudiocreations.com. And I also have my different platforms. They can get in touch on Instagram page, on LinkedIn. Okay. And uh, also events in person. I post my events, upcoming events, on my uh, webpage on the website. Okay. And they can definitely come to the events. And um, Oh, I might touch. come to one of your master classes because I sure. think this is fascinating. I think yeah, this please, would be so please do therapeutic. come in. You're going to enjoy it so much. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful day. Stick around. More What She Said with Candace Sampson coming up on 105.9 The Region. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. You might have a mom, she might be the bomb, but ain't nobody got a mom like mine. Her love's till the end, she's my best friend. Ain't nobody got a mom like mine. Joining me in the studio now is Jen Schlumberger and Leslie Best, two mothers that found themselves caught up in a medical nightmare when their children developed pandas. Despite the name, there is absolutely nothing cute about it, and it's something I think all parents need to know about because it is on the rise. Welcome to the studio, Jen and Leslie. Thank Thank you. you. So first, let's define what PANDAS is. PANDAS is an acronym that stands for Pediatric Acute Onset Neuropsychiatric Disorder. Wait, did I say that right? I've I've got it as uh, memorized my spiel. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Pediatric (laughs) Autoimmune. I'm sorry. I'm not Uh, But you were, it was good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Neuropsychiatric Disorder Associated with Strep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So it appears that the onset of pandas is maybe slightly different in every child, sort of in the intensity of the symptoms. But could you describe to me, Jen, tell me how the onset happened for you? Yeah. So for us, it was a week and a half after just a general run-of-the-mill cold, sore throat, coughing kind of thing. A week and a half later, um, my daughter had acute onset OCD. So um, really intrusive thoughts, thoughts that were, um, she was really anxious and worried and, um, uh, you know, uh, something's going to hurt her, um, uh, confessional thoughts that she did something wrong, um, that she was, the, and it just rapidly overnight within 24 hours, it just peaked. Um, one night at bedtime, she said, mommy, mommy, I'm, I'm, my mind is telling me, imagine I was dead. And your daughter is how old? Five. Right. So yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying. Okay. And her mind doesn't race like that. So I knew that her thinking was out of whack. I knew it was um, OCD. Um, so I quickly Googled acute onset OCD, and that's when I saw pans pandas. And I knew in my core 
that this is what she had. So and everything lined up for Everything you. lined up. She also had this uh, frequent urination, um, felt an urge to pee. Uh, like 30 times that day. It had been getting worse over the last couple of days, so she had that as well. Um, so I knew right away that I had to take her in to emerge. Okay, and Leslie, what was, you have not just one child, but two. Mm-hmm. So what was what was sort of the triggers for you? Well, my son had, uh, throughout his elementary years, transient tics, and um, he eventually got a Tourette's diagnosis. But it wasn't until our daughter, just six months after his Tourette's diagnosis, came home with very sudden facial tics and blinks. And shortly after that, she lost her uh, ability to speak. She developed um, an overnight speech block. And we were lucky enough that when we took her to our family doctor, he recognized it and said, I think you guys have pandas. We had been sick about four weeks prior one of our kids we'd taken them all in because everyone was sick had the cold cough what have you and uh, one of them went on antibiotics but the other two hadn't and it was the youngest one that flared wow so you were t- so antibiotics is the treatment yes. for this but it's not your typical five day ten day round of antibiotics it's how many days typically we started with 30 and then went to six months that's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so your experience so far, because this happened for you in early December, yeah. you've had a round of four weeks and now you're trying a new one? Um, so it took us a month to actually get someone to listen to us and um, give us a prescription. So a month in, we got our first prescription and it was a, a 10-day course of amoxicillin. Um, and then after only being off it for a few days, symptoms started coming back fast and furious. So now we're on a six-week course of antibiotics and we're two weeks into that. Okay, so let's circle back to what you said there. You said getting somebody to listen to you, mm-hmm. which seems to be right now because this is a, a sort of a new developing uh, a condition uh, that people are probably not aware of and particularly in the medical community. Mm-hmm. So what has been your experience with that? Oh, it's so frustrating. Um, We were very lucky where our family doctor recognized it right off the bat. We got into a great specialist right off the bat, so we're very blessed. But we've been affected in different ways where my son, um, his appendix ruptured, and I had to take him to the hospital. This was just two years ago. And every nurse, you know, when you've got a child in emergency and you're going through those situations, everybody wants to know their medical background. Everybody, the ultrasound tech, everybody, every nurse. So I had repeated it over and over and over again that he had pandas, and every single one didn't know what I was talking about right up to the surgery. And that was 15 medical professionals. Mm-hmm. None of them had heard of it in our hospital. And you don't have a medical background. So, of course, you you no doubt feel like, well, God, are they, you know, are they questioning my sanity exactly. here? Right. You definitely feel there. You get looked at as a hysterical mother mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I keep saying this is the fibromyalgia of the pediatric world where, um, you know, a lot of people air quote, you have pandas, mm-hmm. wah, wah. Uh, you can't accept that your child has a mental health issue. Or behavioral yeah, problems. Or behavioral problem. You just, your kid's having tantrums. That is absolutely not the case. Sure, kids have mental health issues and tantrums mm-hmm. and, and oppositional defiance and those things. But um, these are just symptoms of the autoimmune reaction that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, well, it definitely goes misdiagnosed a lot. A lot of kids are put on psychiatric medication yeah. as a first step. Makes it worse. Um, which makes it worse. So it's not to mm-hmm. say that c- that can never be helpful at some point in treatment, but you need to treat the autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, really tough diagnosis to get, to get someone to listen to you, to take you seriously, to not be seen as a hysterical mother. Um, but when you know, you know. When your child changes, yeah. their personality yeah. 
changes. Yeah, yeah. And for us, it was very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to advocate. But you didn't even know that your daughter had strep. You thought she had no. just had a cold, yeah. right? So it's important for parents to recognize that as well, that sometimes mm-hmm. uh, a child can have strep and not, you, you don't know it. You've not treated them with very antibiotics. Much so. yeah. Very much so. Strep can be very asymptomatic where you have no idea. Mm-hmm. And they swab. Um, we have a, a member in our family that will show no no signs of strep. Mm-hmm. And if they st- swab her, it will mm-hmm. come back positive. Yeah. She never has a sore throat, yeah. doesn't complain, nothing. And you can get strep in other parts of your body yes. as well. You can have no. perianal strep. There's yeah. a word for you. Yeah. There's a word for the radio. <laughs> yeah, perianal strep. Uh, yeah, so yeah. it can be in other parts of your body in as well. In their stomach, in yeah. their nose. Um, yeah. And so the key with this, with pandas, is to catch it early, though, which has got to be frustrating because you've got a medical community that's, mm-hmm. that seems to be not as informed as they should be about mm-hmm. it. Uh, and, and then, you know, if you delay past sort of that six week mark, this is something that can be very, very long term, similar to Lyme disease if it's not mm-hmm. caught and treated earlier. It's a slippery slope. Right. Absolutely. And Lyme can actually be a trigger for this as well. So it's important that it's not just always strep. It can be microplasma. It mm-hmm. can be other infectious bacteria, virus triggers. It can be environmental triggers. Yeah. Um, so getting to know what triggers your child specifically is also part of the process. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, treating it early, uh, the less time you're child like your child's body is attacking its own brain the better Mm -hmm. um so getting that inflammation down um is key so so i really feel strongly that we need to you know have more family doctors pediatricians teachers and parents educated about this as a first line of defense so that we can act quickly if make sure let's rule out the other things it's not this this and this and okay yep you've got these symptoms let's put you on a round of antibiotics Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying you have to start with a third 30-day course, let's just start with, you know, and see how it goes from there, but let's get you on it ASAP. You noticed an improvement within... Five days yeah. of antibiotics. So, yeah. you know, that is is sort of will tip you off to whether this is Absolutely. helping or not, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And if this was, quote unquote, just a mental health thing, it wouldn't react to antibiotics. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't see improvement. And also Advil. Advil um, is another way to help reduce the inflammation. So Advil as needed, Advil rescue, mm-hmm. as all the parents in the groups know it's called. Mm-hmm. Um it you can see a difference and it, it helps your child. So that is just further proof to me that this is inflammation, inflammation. that something's happening in the brain. Um, if it was regular run-of-the-mill OCD or whatnot, Advil wouldn't help. Antibiotics wouldn't help. And how many children um, do you think are affected by pandas? The number that gets thrown around often, not, I shouldn't say thrown around, but the statistic is one in t- 200 are yeah. affected. I, I don't believe that one in 200 are diagnosed. diagnosed. No. Mm-hmm. no. Absolutely. Okay. So I even read um, one doctor said this is the new peanut allergy. So, yeah, he and the naturopaths we saw too, she's like, this is on the rise. This is coming. And because there's a genetic component potentially and then an environmental component, which is the same as peanut allergies because of the genetic factor and the environmental factors as well. So um, it is so important for people Mm -hmm. to know about this and to know the signs and symptoms. Okay, so signs and symptoms. Let's talk about those. Wow. We've checked all the boxes over the years. Um, (laughs) We've had verbal tics facial tics, body tics, OCD, urinary problems, speech problems, rages, separation anxiety, sleep disruption, food restrictions. And these things, though, I guess I guess the, the defining thing about all of this, yeah. though, is that it seems to be, it comes on suddenly. 
Yes, out initially of it comes on st- suddenly, and then as flares come on, like I can last some last spring, my daughter came out of school. She said to me, "I have a sore throat," and she was immediately blinking. Mm. It was that fast, and that was a flare that lasted about six weeks. Okay. So it was. I think every time is different. Mm-hmm. Every flare is mm-hmm. a little different. Mm-hmm. So I mean, as a parent, this has got to be very stressful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where did you turn uh, for support? So. For me, for the first three weeks, I hid. Um, I was scared. (laughs) Um, I was in the trenches. I didn't even have time for social media. I'm usually pretty active and involved. Um, But then after that, um, I actually had uh, seen an article that another parent um, had shared. She was um, interviewed by CBC about her experience with Pans Pandas. And I shared her article and said, this is exactly what we're going through. And from there, the floodgates opened, DMs started happening, and I started sharing more about it publicly. And I found some Facebook groups. And it's Mm -hmm. been an incredible support okay good and this is online. the same experience yeah, for you Leslie? online as well yeah and i felt i hid like you as well at first you're like no one's gonna want to hear this no one's or um you know i just don't even know how to speak about it and then i i started talking to people and then i wrote an article and that really blew it up and connected me to a whole bunch of people Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there a website that you would recommend people go to if they want to actually read about it and I'm catch so up on it? it? Yeah, there's a few. So um, pandasnetwork.org, pandasppn.org, med.stanford.org. EDU. Um, Stanford's really taken the lead. A lot of people, a lot of Canadians have gone there for treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, those are really great places to start. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, We have a much more in-depth interview on the podcast. So be sure to go to Apple or Spotify and download that now uh, to hear a lot more about how these two mothers have pursued treatment and support and have uh, learned to take some self-care for themselves in such a stressful time. Thank you for joining me so so much in the studio. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. More with Candace Sampson and what she said coming up on 1059 The Region. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. I love cars. I always have, but in a very different way than probably the men in my life have loved cars. So I ended up doing a little research on this, and here's some interesting information I found. Only 38% of women feel confident buying a car compared to 58% of men. And where men prioritize, prioritize things like exterior styling and ruggedness while car shopping... Women cite durability, reliability, safety, and affordability as their top needs. And finally, and this is a big one, 85% of all car buying decisions are made by us. I think that firmly puts us in the driver's seat, ladies. So joining me today is Vic Gulati, the general manager of Maple Honda here in Vaughan. Welcome to What She Said, Vic. Pleasure to be here today. It's great to have you. So I had the property, the opportunity to pop into Maple Honda last week and meet you and your team. And I think you do something that's pretty unique in the industry that a lot of women are going to be listening to this, nodding their heads when you share it. So tell me what a sales process looks like when you walk through the door at Maple Honda. Uh, sales process, it's very practical. What I mean by what it's very practical is customers come in to find out few basic questions to be answered. 
And I find that every dealership, aside from you need to have staff that are very friendly, they care, they genuinely care, and they're knowledgeable. The issue that I find that I've learned over my several years in the business is there is no time limit on how long it takes to get your answers done. So customers come in for a few basic questions answered. How much is my trade-in worth? How much is the car I'm buying? How long will it take to get one? And I just find it just takes way too long to get these answers. So at our dealership, we are very good at getting those answers to you quickly as possible without the salesman leaving the desk. So you're 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 speaking to a mother's efficiency who wants to get through these things quickly, doesn't want to spend a long time in the um, in the dealership, and just wants the answer. So that's 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 what I loved about the whole thing. So one of the pieces of research we looked at indicated that negotiating for a car is considered a major stressor stressor for many people, but particularly for women. Particularly for women, okay, but I think it's stressor for everybody. Uh, what we figured out, uh, again, from my experience and doing this for several years, the negotiation process is not that what frustrates the customer. It's the back and forth with the manager. The stale, sales staff are knowledgeable, but the process in the car business has become really strange over the last year. Or not last year, last several years, where any question you ask, they're not able to answer it. The manager's hiding somewhere behind a back wall. You run back and forth. How much is this car? Well, let me find out from my manager. What's the payment on this car? Well, let me go back and find out from my manager. What's the interest rate on this car? Oh, let me go find out from the business manager. How soon can I get this car? Oh, let me go find out from it. It is just a pain back Ongoing. and forth. So I think that's the frustration because it takes several hours sometimes. All these things are easy to answer. So the staff at our store, they have all the answers. You'll find when you step in, everybody's busy with the hustle bustle of life. There's not going to be huge delays. They have the answers. They're not going to get off their desk. Whatever you ask, they're going to get you the answer and get you out of here quickly as possible. I love that. So one of, the, one of the things I found most impressive when visiting last week was not just the amount of knowledge you have about Honda vehicles in general, but the amount of knowledge you share with your customers about all automobiles. So, for instance, you shared a little tidbit with me about insurance last week that I did not know that's going to save me some dollar bills now. You want to tell me what that last is? Last week, uh, oh, we were talking about winter tires. Yes. Uh, so a lot of people don't know this. Uh, most insurance companies offer 5% discount. So I'll, I'm going to say 5% because that seems to be the norm if you have winter tires. So if you're driving a car for four years, insurance is 2500 bucks. Winter tires are going to save you about 500 bucks dur- during that period just by having them. Aside from that, winter tires are very safe. Uh, better traction, more sure-footedness. You're carrying precious cargo, your family. Right. So why would you not get winter tires? Exactly. But also that just the knowledge that you could share money, that is something that I, I did not know. So is there any other pieces of information that you like to share with your customers when they come in? A silly thing, but uh, a lot of people forget, even though they own their car for several years, which side is the gas tank on? Oh, my gosh. So if you just look at your dash you will notice where it says empty and full. In the middle of it is a picture of a gas pump. Next to the picture of the gas pump, you will see a small arrow. The arrow is in the direction of which side you need to put in gas. I'm literally embarrassed to admit that I did not know this until a couple of years ago. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, but it is, it's one of those things, once you know it, you go, oh, how did I not know this? Uh, so that's great. So I have a question for you. So I was always under the impression you had to go out, get your car started for 10 minutes before you drove it. Is this a myth? Uh, here, let me, without getting too technical, you don't need to start your car and warm up for 10 minutes. 30 seconds is all you need. Okay. That's more than sufficient to get moving. And better for the environment. So that's good Correct. to know. Okay. So let's talk about how online research has changed your role in the sales process. Because how many customers show up at Maple Honda who have done a lot of preliminary research on the web? And do you find that helps or hinders the process? Uh, I'm going to say most people have done research on the web. Uh it actually helps us okay. because you've done some research. You have an idea of what you're competing with uh, for making a purchase decision, what size, what price range, what features. So you already have a good idea when you come in. So when you're in the dealership, you're looking for specific models that you've done your research online at home. Uh, but I'm still going to recommend that you walk into the store I don't even buy a pair of shoes without trying them on. I know you ladies sometimes will buy shoes online and then return them because they don't fit. I need to make sure they fit, they're comfortable, and they don't just look good. Well, a car is a much bigger purchase as well. And it's something you want to sit in, you want to feel, you want to touch, you want to make sure you can uh, see all your blind spots. You know, you want to make sure you're comfortable in it, right? Correct. So a lot of people don't realize. So if you don't walk into the dealership, uh, as you said, blind spots the seating comfort. You're in your car for hours at a time. Mm -hmm. If the seat is not comfortable, it's going to hurt your back. And now you own this car and it's not something you can just return because it didn't work out. A lot of things people don't consider is bring your family when you're at that final stage or when you're ready to buy. That is such a good point. The reason I'm saying that is you're only considering how you'll feel. You're thinking of your budget. You're thinking of the safety features. So I get it. But then the passengers need to sit in the back. You need to figure out if the doors open wide enough so that you can get the baby seat in and out comfortably. Do they open wide enough? Some vehicles look amazing and their styling is great, but then you'll find that the windows are really high up. So if you have a three-year-old toddler sitting in the back seat and he can't see out the window or she can't see out the window wherever you're going, you know what issues you're going to have when they get bored in the back seat. Right. So you need to make sure everybody fits this vehicle, not just yourself. And I think, too, it's important for even though you're probably going to be the driver 80% of the time, it's important to move yourself around the vehicle because occasionally you might be sitting in the back, you'll be on the passenger side, right? Like you have to move around yourself and check it out. Correct. Most cars these days, they're there are a lot of different configurations you can get. The seats can fold down. They flip up. They flip sideways. It's all good. You just need to come and see what you're looking at. Right. So there's nothing like getting FaceTime in a bricks-and-mortar establishment. It's good to look online, but better to go into the dealership when you're ready to make I that always purchase. recommend once you've done your research online, at least go test drive and make sure it's the right vehicle. Okay. So I'm in the market for a new car this year. What's the top-selling Honda vehicle this year? Uh, I'd like to say all of them, but that is not always the case. What the trend in the industry has been is a lot of people are going to the crossover-like vehicle. The crossover-like vehicle offers a lot more utility. Uh, they're not small. They're not big. They have a lot of space. They are fuel efficient. And when you're at Costco or Walmart and you went to pick up your three items and you found the 40 roll of toilet paper on sale and the bottled water mm -hmm. that you thought you should have had and the hundreds of dollars of grocery <laughs> you put in, you're able to fit in your crossover type vehicle. Uh, for Honda, it's actually an HRV or CRV. Okay. That's the big trend. 
Okay. A little bit bigger, a little bit roomier, a little more utilitarian, uh, fuel efficient, and not too small, not too big. Perfect as, size. You know, as happy as I was to get rid of, be, like, like leave the minivan days behind me, um, I... It was hard to let go of that space because you grow accustomed to that space, which is where the crossover vehicles, I think, are really attractive to people, the right? Crossovers at every manufacturer are the new thing. And right. it ex- actually makes sense on why people are choosing that type of vehicle. Okay, one quick question before we go. Lease or buy? Whew, that's not a quick question, <laughs> so I'll try and make it quick as possible. Uh, so it's I think of it as if you own the vehicle, you're going to find that – Sometimes you get outdated very fast. If you compare with your phone, so there are some people that have a phone that they're happy with and they're not caring or considering what technological upgrades the phone has, better camera, better battery, better screen time, better uh, apps. If you are not that kind of person, by all means, buy a vehicle and keep it for as long as you can or until you get bored of it or it fails you. Uh, But leasing allows you to have the most technologically advanced vehicle in safety, in fuel efficiency, and gadgets and technology. Vehicles are no longer just a people mover anymore. They are technological wonders. It allows you to play with Android Auto, uh, Google CarPlay, Apple, or sorry, Apple CarPlay. There's a lot of gadgets in there that make your life easier that once you get used to, you will not be able to live without. Awesome. Awesome. That helps a lot. So thank you so much for joining us today, Vic. Where can people find you online and then in person? MapleHonda.com. And we are on Jane Street, just one block north of Rutherford, next to Canada's Wonderland. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So let's get... A a Meridian 5-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Joining us now for Saturday Night at the Movies is film critic Ann Brody. And this week, it's the Battle of the <laughs> Pop Docs, as Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber release their versions of the truths within days of each other. I am, I, like, I'm ridiculously excited about this. You know, you told me you're a believer. I am a believer. Well, why? Because he's just, he's a good Canadian boy. And I think he's conflicted and confused. That's all. I think he's, yes, and then I agree he has Lyme that. disease. He what? He has Lyme disease. I know. That's very sad. Very you know, sad. But He'll I get the best of health, though. I think he's. I think he's best a great of, kid. Best of care is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so of don't course. worry. About it. Oh yes, but yes. I. But I think he's a great kid, and I really do. I, I've I've loved him since he was a little a little kid. So. Well, then you're going to really enjoy this because it it we're right over his shoulder when he's creating new music when he's with his 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 crew every day. Right. We actually will see wedding footage from oh, his nice. marriage to uh, Haley Baldwin. Baldwin. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, there's so much in it. It's really fun. Okay. I mean, it's a good time to watch. Now, Taylor Swift is my gal. I really like her. I like I think her, she's too. she's so brilliant. Her videos are just 
sensationally imaginative. They really are. She does such a great I've job. I've always liked her, except when she she gave Tom Hiddleston a hard time when they were dating. <laughs> so I was mad for a while. But uh, Miss but you're Americana, over it now. Okay. I, I'm over it. Miss okay. Americana, she didn't she didn't get anything last at this week at the Grammys. At did the she? Grammys, I. I don't think she did. Okay. She didn't attend anyway, so she may have <laughs> known which way the wind was blowing. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll watch for it anyway. And where is well, this? Is on All Netflix? Right. Uh, she's on Netflix. He's on YouTube. YouTube oh. Originals. Okay. Okay. Um, so I can't keep up with all of this. Is YouTube Originals a subscription? Yeah. Oh. oh, I'm telling you, I can't keep up with it. Everybody has ser- Disney, streaming series Amazon, now. YouTube. NBC started one. Everybody <sighs> has one. I we yeah. still love Acorn. Remember when? Remember when Netflix was new and it was so exciting, and now they're all doing it, and now it's just going to cost us a bazillion dollars a month again. That's right why back where you we have started. To just step back. Yeah, just step back. You know, that's my only advice. I cannot keep up with everything that I should be telling you every week because right. it's just too much oh, material. I bet. I bet. Yes. Okay. So next so, we're talking about Rosie. Which is in theaters. Okay. Oh, my God. What a film. It's Irish. It's a day and a half with his family whose uh, home was just sold by their landlord. So they're out on the streets living in the car. Right. Uh, Thing is, Ireland, and specifically Dublin, has the highest homeless family rate in all of Europe. Okay. And we follow her. She's making phone calls. So this is set now? Now. Okay. And it's one rainy day. And these these they have four children. He has a job, but it's he can't take time to hunt for places. She spends her whole day on the phone trying to get somewhere that for them to stay at least one night. They get nowhere. This is so simple, simply and masterfully told. Your heart breaks for these people. These are middle class people right. who know nothing about living on the streets. Of course, you know. And when you think of it. Uh, when it was over, I thought, my God. And still, these people are better off than most of the world. Mm-hmm. So Rosie is the name of the film. Sarah Green is this phenomenal Irish actress. So I would highly recommend that. Are we going to watch for this one in the awards next year, do you think? Possibly. Although yeah. I don't know why it's in January. No. No. They're bucking a trend, maybe. 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 It's so good. So good. Okay. So you brought me some more British stuff. Oh. Yes, we like the British stuff. Now, the awards. Are you tired of awards yet? Um, I don't really watch the awards. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know. Did I, I just Alex, said that what out. is this? <laughs> I just said this out loud. I know. It's shameful. But I, I think I'm like most people, and I just go for the highlights the next day. Right? I get that. Okay, yes. But also, you're in school. True. You're doing the show. Yes. You've got kids. Mm-hmm. You're dating. Yeah. So you're a busy gal. I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, okay. You're going to take a date over an award show any day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tell me about what's coming up, though. uh, Okay. So um, the annual uh, British Film Awards, that's the name. It's so simple. I have to really think, what? That's it? But that's what it is. (laughs) Okay. Are on, coming up. And Hollywood Suite is airing them live Sunday at 4 from Albert Hall in London. Okay. There are only five pictures up for best film, they call it, unlike ours, which has like 10 or 500. Um, all the stars are going to be there. Also, we're going to see all the British, like, 
scene scene stealers, all the uh, you know wags and the and the sporting people, and ro- maybe some royalty. I'm sure there will be. Right. Um, so it's an exciting scene, and Graham Norton hosts, and he is my favorite. He's- hilarious he's unafraid completely unafraid he doesn't apologize for a thing that show though is is isn't it the best it's so funny and just the whole setup and everybody's so relaxed on that show and it just seems to bring out everybody's best sense of humor you know why they're relaxed they're drinking yes he serves (laughs) wine right on the set it's incredible and he's so he's openly gay remember that we should start that here being openly gay no drinking (laughs) oh hey yeah why not Wine, not. <laughs> okay, no, no, we're not going to do that. All right. All right. So next week, we are talking about the 7th Annual Human Rights Film Festival. That is a big festival, and it has arms around the world. Um, Helga Stephenson, who's a longtime film community leader in Toronto, she was on the original film festival, Festival of Festivals, as we used to call it. She's a, a real behemoth in the industry. She brought it to Toronto. And what it is, it's a series of films that, that that look at repression, government corruption, um, poverty, all these issues around the world that filmmakers have covered. Documentaries, and there's, they're just, well, you have to have a strong constitution to watch them all, I would say. But I've got some clips on the site. Okay, wonderful. So you'll see those. So the Human Rights Festival is a, a definitely a must-see. And they're doing it in combination with hot dogs. So it'll be super extra strong this year. Okay. Okay, awesome. And everybody's still talking about the movie Parasite out of South Korea. And it's out on digital this Tuesday. And we have two DVD copies to give away. We certainly do. So we're going to do How that exciting. over on our Instagram. Uh, so watch for that. You can find us at What She Said Talk uh, on Instagram. That's it for What She Said this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back again next Saturday at noon right here on 105.9 The Region. Be sure to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk, and you can find all the links plus videos from today's show at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. See you next week. Previous episodes of What She Said on 1059theregion.com. Have a story for what she said? Email us at 1059theregion.com.